Wedgwood Christian Services is a place where hope and healing meet. Join me, Hillary Kirkendall, Wedgwood's Marketing and Communications Coordinator, as I sit down for conversations with the amazing people who work at, learn from, and grow through our grace-filled residential care, counseling services, and community programs. Grab your cup of coffee or tea and enjoy experts sharing their insights on the challenges people are facing and stories of hope, healing, and transformation. These are Wedgwood's Coffee Break Conversations. For today's Coffee Break Conversation, we are talking with one of our incredible residential home supervisors, Justin Malcolm, about leadership, meaningful work, and investing in others. Enjoy. If you've driven around the Grand Rapids area lately, you may have seen our guest for today's Coffee Break Conversation on a billboard. Justin Malcolm is a home supervisor in our Vander Ark residential program and a featured staff member in our recently launched marketing campaign. Thanks for joining us today, Justin. Great to be here. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been here, your experience, and what brought you to Wedgwood? Sure, yeah. Um, so I've been working in residential for about seven years now. I'm relatively new to Wedgwood, been here about 10 months. Um, but I've always sort of felt called to do the most good for the most people. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I saw the opportunity to come here, I felt like that was a great chance to do that. I couldn't say no. Great. Well, we're happy you're here. Me too. Um, so first, let's talk a little bit about these billboards. Sure. Uh, they're for a campaign to recruit new team members. So why do you think people should join our team? For the last few years, working, you know, frontline work in the pandemic and everything has been really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like... When I got the email explaining the campaign, I really, I like the message a lot of how we're, we're, we're people who, yes, it's, it's big work that we do and it's super important, but I like the opportunity to pour into other people, mm-hmm. to develop them, to give them the skills and the tools that have made me successful in my role and help them be successful in theirs. So that campaign really spoke out to me. That was mm-hmm. super exciting. And then when I did first arrive here 10 months ago, we were already doing that. Um, the campaign wasn't new. It was just telling Grand Rapids, hey, mm-hmm. uh, we are a place that develops you. You are going to learn how to be a good staff. And you're also going to get the opportunity to help some kids who really deserve it. Mm. Beautifully said. So you touched on this a little bit, but as a home supervisor, you get to pour into your team and your staff members. So what does leadership mean to you for your team and for the kids that you're working with in your program? That's a really good question. Um I've had the opportunity to work with some really great supervisors in my time, and I found the best ones were never the, you guys go get them, but mm-hmm. let's go get them. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of, not the best metaphor, but like the in the trenches stat or soups who are on the floor working with you and like interacting with the kids and mm-hmm. hanging out. Leadership to me isn't so much telling you what to do, but showing you how to do it and mm-hmm. doing it with you. Mm-hmm. Just because it's the work we do is so this job's weird and I I can like, I can give my staff advice like, Hey, if you're, you know, if a kid is feeling some sort of way about something, maybe try this. And I can, I have like flow charts in my head of how to like interact with a kid in crisis and stuff like that. And I can tell you all of that, but to be on the floor and show it to you, it's going to help my staff learn what to do. And also it's going to help those kids in those moments. Mm -hmm. So leadership for me isn't so much how can I get you to fill out your paperwork and meet the, meet your job description, but like develop you as a person? 
because the better my staff are at that, the more skills and confidence I can instill in them, the better results my kids are going to get. Well, and the kids are human. So, I mean, what (laughs) works for one kid is not necessarily going to work for another. So it's teaching people how to kind of assess and adapt. Yeah, and I can't give you a script. I can't Mm -hmm. say go talk to the kids and say these things and it's going to be fine. I can teach you mindsets, though. I can teach you thought processes of, hey, if a kid is responding in this manner, this might be what they're feeling. You need to approach it a different way Mm -hmm. rather than saying, okay, you say this. And then if they say this, you're going to say, no, I can't teach you that. I can't just give you a a laundry list of words to say. You, You need to know how to connect with a kid, how to develop trust with a kid who hasn't had any adults in their lives that they can trust Mm because we're ultimately we're role models and our kids are sponges they're soaking up everything that we do so I try to coach my staff with that mindset Mm -hmm. Uh, so what do you consider to be the most important or impactful part of your job yeah so I I touched on that a little bit earlier but uh, like developing my staff is it's it's always number one Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not here 24 hours a day and I, I trust my staff a lot that when I leave that they're going to do all the things that we've talked about and follow all our kids' programs and everything. And the most important part of what I do is developing my staff, um, giving them – because it's a hard job. It's a weird job, and it's a hard job. And I want to be there to support them and teach them and coach them to do this work as well as they can because our kids deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, their well-being – and it's not solely my responsibility how things go here, but a lot of it is. And I want our kids to get all the care and love – they deserve. They've been through some really traumatic, horrible things. Mm-hmm. They deserve a place to heal, and they deserve staff that are going to do that healing work. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I need to hold my staff accountable, hold myself accountable to make sure that all those things are happening. Mm-hmm. So what do you think makes Wedgwood such a special place to work or to find healing or all of the above? Yeah. Last couple of years, we've seen some closures around the state involving programs similar to ours, uh, organizations similar to Wedgwood. And having coming from one of those, one of the questions was, what's Wedgwood doing right? And now that I'm here, I know exactly what we're doing right. Mm-hmm. Um, we have leadership who's been here for a really long time and is super passionate about the work that we do. They're mission-driven. They know what our staff need to be successful. They know how to teach our staff and hold them accountable. They know the programs, the um, treatments, all that stuff that we do that we need to do for our kids to help them get better. And then we do it. It's not just the knowledge. It's the follow through. It's the skill. It's the, our kids need this level of therapy, this level of intervention. Let's go out and do it. And then we have clinicians, techs, therapists, however you want to shake it. We have the people here to do the good work that we want to do. I think that's what sets Witchwood apart from these other organizations is we have a mission. We know what we want to do with it and we know how we're going to do it. And we've got the people who want to do it. That's the big one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think having that kind of like central direction really helps like you know everybody's on the same page absolutely we're doing this as a mission you know personal mission community of believers maybe is a better word to say yeah um yeah i mean we're all like on the same team exactly is there something that god has made clear to you through your work and your time here at wedgwood um uh, when you first asked me this question it was hard because there's a lot Mm -hmm. um but i think really specifically my time at wedgwood at least it's shown me that there's hurt in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, our kids have been through a lot. Uh, no kid comes here without having experienced abuse, trauma, and neglect, usually all three. And that can sort of put a damper on things. But being here, surrounded by staff who do care so much um, and who are so equipped to help, it showed me that like there, there's light if you look for it. You can mm-hmm. be the healers if you want to go out and do the healing. What Wedgwood's been 
a calling. It's a, a challenge almost. So like you, you get to do it now. Mm-hmm. You're in a position, you're working in a, a spot with kids who need the help. Do you want to do it? Like God's just presented me an opportunity more than anything mm-hmm. else. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Thanks. Is there an impactful experience from your work that has stuck with you? It's been a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's funny. Any, anyone else I talk to in residential seven years makes me a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. But at Wedgwood, it's like, oh, yeah, he's getting there. Just because, through God's grace, we have had staff stick around because they care so much, which has just been excellent. Um, a particularly impactful story, I had this kid. I used to work with Littles back in the day. He had um, intermittent explosive disorder, so he would just, seemingly, it wasn't, but he, he very low tolerance for annoyance or disturbances to his routine. Any little thing would set him off, so to speak. And we would see, you know, a physical escalation. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my staff called me for some support, so I'm coming out to help him. And I see that, this isn't his name, but Brian is pacing around, and he's right on that threshold. And I had spent... A very long time building rapport with Brian, hanging out with him when he's just, you know, at baseline, getting to know him, asking him about the things that he's interested in. I know more about Pokemon cards now than I ever thought I would. <laughs> and I see Brian's at this tipping point and I walk up and it was an opportunity to help because every situation I can either show up and help or I can show up and make things worse. And I just, all of it sort of came together I'm like, Brian, what's going on, buddy? And he sees me, and he's he's a little dude. He's like seven, eight. And just runs up, jumps, big hug. And I just kind of carried him away. And it was just that moment of this kid has been through so much awfulness. He had um, fetal alcohol syndrome, so his brain didn't develop fully as Mm -hmm. as it was supposed to. And you pair that with the trauma. You pair that with the abuse and neglect that he's experienced. And all of it culminating in Brian could have assaulted me he could have ran away he could have done whatever he wanted but in that moment he was able to choose to care mm-hmm. to open himself up to love to say mr justin's here to help i'm safe with mr justin i can run up to him and give him a hug and that's what i want to do in this situation rather than fight mm-hmm. and just it for me it was this it was this switch moment in my career of i can do that with every kid Mm-hmm. I can show up and be that person for every kid. Maybe not as successful every single time, but I can still try. I can still try to be the person that every kid can trust. Mm-hmm. And that that mindset is it's what's kept me here mm-hmm. for so long, uh, working with kids and trying to be someone that our kids can trust and overcome all that trauma and abuse so that they can be better for having known me, having been here. Mm-hmm. Just having examples of healthy, safe adults Yeah, is sometimes almost as impactful as any amount of therapy that we can provide. Yeah, our kids have learned a lot of survival skills, um, and not trusting adults has probably been a big one for a lot of them. And I try to instill this role model mentality in my staff because we are. Mm -hmm. Our kids have had, you know, however many years of bad adult role models in their lives. They're going to look at you as an adult role model. You can either choose to be a good one or a bad one. If we want our kids to heal, we have to be the good ones. Mm -hmm. So everything we do... All the time, every day, every shift, our kids are absorbing it like sponges. So mm-hmm. we got to be on our game because the way we talk to other kids, they're going to see. The way we talk to them, they're going to see, of course. But the way we talk to each other, they're going to see too. Mm-hmm. And if we're not on our game the whole way through, we're doing a disservice for our kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's important that every interaction that we have around here is impacting the kids, the team, everybody. Mm-hmm. Good reminder. 
Um, if you could share one message with our listeners and community supporters, what would you like to make sure that they know about Wedgwood, the work that we do, and the kids and families that we serve? That's a really good question. Um, like, I I know the stories that we hear about all the successes at Wedgwood and everything like that. And like, oh, we brought in Timmy and Timmy had experienced all these things, but Timmy was able to grow and develop. And now Timmy's enrolled in college and he's doing great. And we do have Timmy's. Of course we do. <clears throat> but even if we get a kid in here who doesn't go on to do, you know, these big, incredible, like typical pathway things, all of our kids top to bottom deserve our love and respect mm-hmm. and our care. They didn't choose the things that happened to them. And they've learned some really maladaptive coping skills that have kept them alive and safe and fed and sheltered for this long. And now those skills don't help them anymore. What we're trying to do, what Wedgwood's great at doing is unlearning these bad techniques and trying to replace them with safer ones. Mm -hmm. And just, even if our kids struggle, and they do, they always do, but that's okay. They still deserve love. They still deserve care. They're gonna, they're gonna stumble. Growth is not linear. Mm-hmm. They're, it's two forward, three back, five forward, and just progress and trying to move forward. It's not always okay. I learned this skill and now this one and then this one, mm-hmm. and now I'm a fully functioning adult. They're gonna struggle. And even if they do, they still deserve love. They still deserve to be cared after. But. It's it's a great it's a great reminder that I mean, success for anyone looks different yeah. regardless of your situation. Justin, thank you for all that you do for this organization and the kids in our care. Your dedication and compassion are so appreciated. And it was wonderful to have you for our Coffee Break conversation today. It's great to be here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Justin is a great example of how the team at Wedgwood isn't made up of superheroes, though the people here are really awesome. Rather, it's a team of passionate, caring individuals who are dedicated to using their gifts and talents to transform lives. It's not their superpowers, it's their dedication and faith in God's healing power that makes such an impact in our community. If you're ready to take off your cape, be a part of a supportive team, and let someone invest in you for a change, visit our website to learn more and join Wedgwood's team. Wedgwood Christian Services is committed to extending God's love and providing exceptional care and support. Head on over to Wedgwood.org, that's W-E-D-G-W-O-O-D.org, to learn more about how you can get connected to services, support Wedgwood's mission, or join our team. Connect with us on social media at WedgwoodCS, or send us an email at hello at Wedgwood.org. We would love to be a part of your story. Until next time, these are Wedgwood's Coffee Break Conversations.